Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Tis the season, and uh, it is state tournament time. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. And uh, we'll check in with Jeff Motes in just a second. Elijah, we got a chance to see, uh, you know, not a, a close game, but a super intense game last night as uh, Omaha Central and Bruce Chubbuck and uh, Bruce Chubbuck Sr. Uh, get uh, the Central kids back to state. They were extremely impressive. North Dakota State commit. Trayson Anderson and his mates from Pius, not enough, but this is the first time we'd seen Central all season long and the electricity, the energy, the atmosphere, both fan bases, both bands. Wow. It was it was incredible. And you know what? Maybe it's recency bias for me, but Central looks like they could, they could put a run together. They, they've, they've played and, and been in about every ball game, bud, against some of the, the, the heavyweights in Class A. I mean, that that is a team that's got the Chubbuck fingerprints all over it mm-hmm. with how hard they press, the intensity in which they play with. Uh, they have Dale Ron Thomas, who was really, really impressive last night, uh, offensively, defensively, as a leader of that squad. I, I, I'm with you. That was the first time I'd seen that squad this year. Really, really impressed because not many teams have gotten Pius out of sorts offensively like they did last night. Pius had 21 turnovers. Trayson only finished with 11 points, which falls well short of his season averages. They took him out of the game. They got Pius uh, just out of rhythm. Super, super impressed with that team. And it feels like a year. I know you got Bellevue West and Millard North, but it really feels like a year where any one of those eight teams at state could win it. Obviously, I'm going to give those two teams the favorite spot, but anyone could win it this year. No, I'm excited to see Westside. I'm excited to see Gretna. And uh, all those Metro teams are just really, really talented. Southeast were two nights. <laughs> they are uh, they are in it to win it. We'll see where it goes. Let's catch up with Jeff Motes as uh, he joins us. And he's been covering high school basketball for decades uh, with KFOR in Lincoln preview state basketball is jeff motes with us uh, resident aficionado here in lincoln and around uh, the state of nebraska when we talk uh, projections here i know it's girls state this week but motesy good to spend time thanks for hanging out and uh, we look at the boys' pairings. Is It's been a wild ride, man. Wild ride of district action. Well, you're not kidding. Uh, you know, let's talk about with Central and Pius last night. That was kind of a wait and see if Pius could, if they were to lose, which they did, could get in via the wild card. And then ultimately came down to uh, the A7 championship between Carney and Gretna. And Gretna got the two-point win late. Uh, so that solidified Creighton Prep's chances of getting into the state tournament as a wild card and Pius X, even though they beat Creighton Prep uh, earlier, not that long ago, actually about a month ago, um, failed to get in. They had to have Carney went out to get that wild card. And so uh, the brackets look like it's going to be Bellevue West and Creighton Prep to open up things next Wednesday at PBA. 
at 1.30. And then at 3.15, it'll be the 5-4 matchup. Central, Omaha Central being the number five seed. Omaha North, who's been playing great basketball, uh, the number four seed. And then the 6 o'clock game will be Gretna, the number seven seed, against the number two seed, Miller North. And then to round things out on uh, Wednesday night of next week at 745, looks like Westside and Lincoln Southeast. And, you know, people are still buzzing about how Southeast got that buzzer beater in overtime against Creighton Prep on Monday night. And what a great shot. What a great moment for Jake Hickelman, who's, I think, one of the more highly underrated players you're going to find, not just in Lincoln, but in the state of Nebraska. He does so many other things out there. And a kid like him, when he goes after loose basketballs or rebounds, he kind of reminds me of a Larry Bird type of player. But, uh, yeah, Lincoln's got one representation in Class A. It's otherwise all Metro, for the most part, looking ahead to next week. And, and before we really dive into the state matchups, I want to take a moment talk district basketball. Schmidty and I got to see that central squad last night. They were just relentless defensively. And then you talked about that moment. It's it Gretna and Carney. It comes down to a last shot. Carney just a couple inches off. That determines the wild card. But how about the postgame moment with Coach Feekin's daughter getting up there and cutting down the nets? That's so, so special as that Gretna community remembers Coach Feekin on, on the state tournament run. And, and Coach Feekin, of course, passed away after a cancer battle back on December 30th. And to have her go up there and cut down that final piece of net out of Carney last night, such a uh, a picturesque moment because this team, this Gretna team, and I saw them against Northstar earlier in the season. They're very talented, and not only has their talent carried them this far and now into the state tournament, but of course they've been, they've been playing for their coach, Coach Feekin, that passed away. And and the way things have gone for them this year have been absolutely phenomenal. But to have the kids be a part of that experience, I think that just speaks volumes about the Gretna community in general up there. And so. Uh, it's good to see them get into the tournament, uh, which ought to make things interesting because I I really don't think there's a really heavy favorite outside of maybe Bellevue West and and maybe Miller North for maybe the fifth straight year. We'll see. But I think it's, it's a winnable tournament for anybody right now in class. I mean, the certainties in life, death, taxes, and Miller North Bell and Bellevue West being the top two seeds. <laughs> well, and, and I want to go back to Carney. They had a phenomenal season. Oh, totally. Uh, you, you had a, a great season by Pius this year. Both, uh, both squads in a lot of years would get in. And let's go here for two seconds. What would you think about it? We talked about this yesterday, expanding – the NCAA tournament, we hate that idea. But what about expanding the, um, the NSAA postseason? You would have to look at logistics that come into play. Because Why not going from, from 8 to 10? I, I was thinking you go 8 to 12 and you give the top four seeds that stayed a, a first-round buy. So you do like a play-in like on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then you go with the rest of the tournament Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think logistically you speaking. You kind of do have play-ins anyway with your districts. You, but you do. Or sub-states for yeah. like Class B and on down where there's no wild card system anymore. Uh, you got eight districts and that's how you determine the champions and the teams that go to state. Logistics will have to come into play. It simply comes down to, well, what's the availability for PBA every mm-hmm. year, number one because you don't know if Nebraska is going to have a men's or women's basketball game happening the day before the state tournament. Sure. Uh, the other thing, the availability of Devaney, I think that's available more so now at this time of the year, 
fairly at any time. It's a beautiful be, facility. Still. It, it's still a great. It's a great venue. It's always been a good venue for basketball, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite floors to ever play on because it had such a big spring to it. But but now that it's been changed into volleyball. It's still very good for basketball. It still has that basketball feel to it. So I think it could work out that way. It, it, it comes down to logistics, number one. Plus, you got to think about the time and travel for teams. I know, what was it, a couple of years ago where we had both the girls and the boys that one week because of the Big 12, or I'm sorry, Big 10 wrestling championships were at PBA, that we had to combine both the girls and boys tournaments into one week, Monday through Saturday. Um, and I think that formula pretty much worked for guys like us that were covering it. It was burnout. I mean, we had to do a long recovery from it. But I, I think you got to get all the schools on board first. Mm. And that's going to come down to the board of directors and, of course, the athletic directors and all the districts across the state to say, maybe we should go to this format. And I can go two ways with this. One being the, the reason to keep it the same is something that makes playing it PBA and playing at Devaney is so special is how difficult it is to get there. And if you expand the field, it makes it a little less difficult. Does it take away some of that specialness to go play a game there? But on the other hand, you, you watch a team like Pius last night that had a great season, probably deserves to be playing in the state tournament. But they, they won head-to-head over prep. They did. I mean, and, and you, the and thing you, is, is you just have a, a night where you're a little out of sorts offensively. You, you have a cold shooting night in a district final, and I mean, you're crushing the dream of some kids, and, and I guess that's that's what makes it so tough is on one hand, Pinnacle Bank Arena wouldn't be so special if it wasn't so hard to get there, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, you look at teams like that and you go, man, they really deserve to be playing there. And that also brings in the argument, too, of going back to the two wildcard team system and the six districts that you had for a long time, at least for almost 25 years consistently before the changes were made back in, I think, 2007 or eight, where you had... Uh, six district champions and two wild cards it was that way for class a for a long time then they slowly worked it into lower classes obviously they haven't done in the lower classes for a long time then they decided to keep the one wild card system in class a i i'm i'm kind of a fan for that if you go back to that because essentially what would have happened is that um Pius would have gotten the other wild card mm-hmm. had they had that setup where the six district champions and the two wild cards because Pius was ahead of Carney in the wild card points entering the district tournaments. Gretna, I was talking to our, our friend Mitch Sherman. Gretna had won and still fell below some teams they'd beaten to the point where they they weren't guaranteed a wild card spot. They had to go win in Kearney last night to, to get in. And I love the win and get in. Motsi, I know you got to get running here. Uh, just a real quick couple of minutes on, uh, I want you to, to highlight uh, Norris and uh, and just the season your brother's had. Uh, I know there's a lot of Creighton fans in our audience. And remember uh, your brother Jimmy, uh, his success, and that has translated from uh, three-point land uh, in Omaha to uh, to, a, to another possible state championship it could and uh, the way Norris has been playing this year they've got uh, two losses they had a great run in district play and then they get to the state tournament um, you know starting next week for them the girls the Norris girls are in the tournament mm-hmm. this weekend the boys will be down there next week I think with what he's been able to accomplish this is I believe year four year mm-hmm. three year four that he's been at Norris 
And last year was kind of the wait and see that, you know, if they didn't make the tournament, that this would be the year. Well, they got to the tournament a year ago. And who could forget that moment with the, the buzzer beater in the district final At last Ron year? Colley. And, and Jimmy's running around the court, two arms in the air. That was a great moment. Well, like like he did when, when Sterling won the state title in 2009 in D2. Uh-huh. You know, like Jim Valvano. Was that, is that a wrestling tribute? I mean, was there a wrestling uh, guy he liked growing up? No, I know. It's just he, he just enjoyed. The mad he, dash. They've just made the mad dash. But I think he's got a good group of players down there this year. Good group of sophomores and juniors. He's got a good freshman on the team too that's been in big impact. Uh, now the question remains, can they get to Saturday of next week and maybe meet up with Crete, who's undefeated and had a big district win over York last night. Crete's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that follow Class B basketball that say it's going to be Crete and Norris at Autumn for the state championship, but we'll see what happens. It'd be nice to see that happen. We'll just kind of play it by ear and see what unfolds. Jeff Motes with us here. Hail Varsity. Motes, he will let you get uh, going, but we'll uh, be locked in again. Excited to, to be a part of this with you and uh, do coverage with, uh, of course, uh, not only Girls State 2024, but also Boys State next week. Reminder to get buckled up. And, folks, uh, driving is a full-time job. Phones, food, friends, they need your attention when you're not driving. So stop the distractions. Just drive. This message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We'll get a rewind coming up as Garth Glissman reminisces about the state tournament. Get Garth's thoughts on, of course, uh, court storming. We hit on that plenty a little bit ago. And uh, hour two, uh, not far away. It's Hale Varsity Radio, and we're powered by Cornhead Lager.